Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hey, how's it going, Lance? It's going. It's going? It's going. Ask me how it's going. Okay, how's it going, Al? It's going great. First off, moon life is life. What? Moon life is life. So you know they're sending civilians to the moon. Well, around the moon. Nope. You don't even know? Educate us, Al. You're, you're the one that cares about space in this <laughs> office. True. So um, uh, this billionaire, Japanese billionaire, paying Elon Musk to send himself... Plus six artists around the moon. Artists. Yeah. And I'm literally like, please take Kanye West. Please. <laughs> please say, like, the events at, like, architect, like, BR Gangles, stuff like that. Um, in 2023. Okay. That's soon. So that's soon. Um, so Atlas, my son, is into space. Um, might be influenced by me. But anyways, every night before we go to bed, he has to stand on the window and we have to say good night to the moon and he has to point at the moon yeah it says moon and he was at the library the other day and you know he's just, just walking with mom and he sees a book and saturn's on it so he goes saturn and this other mom walked by and was just like this baby knows planets that's awesome <laughs> and Annie's like yeah i didn't tell her that he only knows moon and saturn i just let her believe he knows of all course. of them <laughs> he knows, knows all of them all the planets the whole solar system yep. in the order they go in and all of that yeah he he also he can say giraffe Pretty well. Saturn, pretty well. And mom is still Majin. Good. It should be. That's her name. We don't even know what that is. That's a I, fact. I call her Majin now, yeah. too. So anyways, uh, besides that, uh, last night after work, I went and I'm on an advisory board for the community college system um, in Colorado. So like, they have community college in Fort Collins. They have one down in Westminster, Longmont. I think in the springs too. I don't even know, but it's for the ACE, so architecture, construction, engineering. So was that AEC. board position appointed? It wasn't elected. Oh, I was appointed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get elected to nice. nothing. I mean, I can. It's hard with the hanging chads being Al Gore. Al Gore. It's tough. I just yeah. Yep. Hurricanes, all that. Florida, etc. Yeah. So it was basically people from the different campuses. And then just business owners and things like that. Some some big businesses too. And uh, they're basically laying out what the program is and what the industry wants. So I tried to, I didn't talk too much, but I got one point across that like almost was overwhelmingly like, yes, we are so glad you said that. <clears throat> so I said, hey, you know, um, their, their program, their community college program is geared towards codes. It's geared towards drawings. It's geared toward building understanding. So I said, I appreciate a lot of what you guys are doing. I actually think you're on the right track because all the other business people were telling them like, we want them to know everything, you know, like they didn't say everything, but they list off everything. I'm like, you can't expect even, even a master's student comes in and they don't know, they don't know much. <laughs> right. So I said, um, there's opportunity costs for each one of your courses. They've already identified like there's all these wants and needs. So I think it's about time that you cut off out teaching CAD, AutoCAD. 
They're in their first year. They have two AutoCAD courses. And one of the ladies chimed up that's at the school. She's like, we've been waiting for someone from the advisory board to just tell us to cut out CAD. And everyone around, all, all the business people were like, yes, exactly what he said. They were like emph- emphatic about it, right? <clears throat> so that was one one big thing that hopefully they'll do that. And and they one lady kind of fought back. And I said two things to that. If anyone of your teachers want to learn Revit, we'll give them our course. You know, they can take it online. We got a, a bunch of things. And if you want AutoCAD still, offer it as elective. Offer it not sure. as a main take thing. Take it on your own, yeah, but it, don't make it a mandatory thing. Yep, yep. And then the second thing was um, learning. One one person brought up how, um, the biggest issue is like some kids don't take the initiative when you hire them. So how do you teach them like how to take the initiative and find answers and learn how to learn? So I said it would be nice if you had a course where literally that was the focus where you give them a small problem and like there's three or four places they can go to get the information, right? Mm-hmm. Make it very simple. They go get it. You give them a reward. You make the problem bigger. You make where they look bigger, right? And you keep imp- uh, incrementally increasing this. <clears throat> you keep giving them reward afterwards. Like you literally have to train these people to say, I see a problem. I'm going to go find a solution, you know? Pavlonian, you know, training. It's how you train your, you know, kid, even if you don't know it too. Um, so I think they like that suggestion too. So it was fun. How long was the meeting? Five thirty to seven thirty. That's a pretty short board meeting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, fantastic, cool. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna have a good resume to build. See, then the next one you should go for is you should go for school board. Oh, I'm dead serious, man. I I think I think you're just you're building a perfect. First of all, you're you're a lecturer at a higher education. Uh, you know, you've proven yourself as a business person, and you're already on some kind of school board. Yep. Um, I'm telling you, just so you can just so you can see where the finances work, you yeah. know, and how how it works in your school system. Where if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. One thing was funny. I think you'll appreciate this. So at the end, when we were wrapping up. One of the school administrators uh, or head people basically said, hey, I want to give some chances to people who didn't talk. She called on one person. He said something. Called on another person. He was from the city of Westminster. So he goes, what did you think of this whole discussion? He goes, actually, I think the opposite of everything that was just said. And I almost laughed. You almost laughed. I almost laughed. What was he, city council? Is that what he said? No, no. He was working for the city of Westminster as like an engineer. You know, he's telling out how they were higher. He says, I want to let everyone know CAD is alive and well. He goes, we mainly do flat work. You know, he was just listening. You know, they do GIS. And I didn't say anything, but I want to say, this is why you're terrible, the city. Everyone that makes money, everyone that's efficient is using the newest, best program and is asking to push the envelope. And surprise, surprise, the city is entrenched, staunch in an old system. Thinks that's the way I'm like. I, I, I don't know how to say this nicely. You probably can't like, but I almost wanted to like raise my hand or shout like, that's why we think you guys are terrible. That's why you're literally the C or D squad of professionals. And that's why they get, and that's why they go, they get land there in the end, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I wish there was a way I could have said that. You're literally just to let you, everyone know that's a valid point. That's what he does. He's the D squad. I know, I know. I like well, how does that help? You know, but I'm you just look you know, in your eyes. I know, but I know, but you just want to. That's so bad, yeah. yeah. But it also goes as far as so. I had we had a meeting with uh, <clears throat> Boulder County, a staff member from Boulder, two members of staff from Boulder County Planning and Zoning, and they can't keep their positions filled. 
Be- because uh, because no- nobody wants to work there. And because it, Why? Because they're just using AutoCAD? Uh, probably because they're just using AutoCAD and they're not when, excelling. And, and the private sector is, is, is poaching them because it's just... A, so I want to see... I want to see the whole thing privatized to where they, they farm out comments and stuff like that. You know, like, okay. like And they're already doing it in Denver. There's a couple companies that they farm stuff out. It, the process is much better. It's much cleaner. Those people... Because the more, the more those people do, yep. like, it incentivizes speed. If uh, Otherwise, there's no speed, right? Because if they take on more jobs... You know, like like they're like, oh yeah, we can uh, the private company X. Okay, we're looking at the pub, uh, what has been submitted. There's 30 drawings to be done. The more we do, the faster, faster we get done. The more we can do after that. Like it, it's obvious, right? You're very logical. Um, one, so two points to that. When when I said, hey, you know, teach them Revit, quit CAD. Another business owner says, if I get a project in AutoCAD, I refuse it. I don't even go after. That's it. amazing. And then I literally, I just go second. Like we do the same thing, yeah. Which is, I thought we were the only one that just like says no, screw it. we're not doing cat. <laughs> we don't but, even do it. Yep. yep. But another guy, and they do huge like prisons, you know, like everything. Um, so I'll throw a wrench. I'll throw a wrench at your face okay. about your the private sector thing. I have worked with two people from the private sector, one on a design review board and one with the city. The design review board person, private flat fee, whatever. It was for that neighborhood in Longmont, the fancy neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Terrible person, terrible review comments, didn't make it smooth, didn't make it easy, didn't care because his income was already supported by somewhere else. Well, I don't think it, I don't think that was a true third party though. Okay. And then the second and, one but was... But I'm going to elaborate why. Okay. It was because it's, that is a person who's competing in the same business arena as you, 100%. I'm talking about full third party. Oh, uh, okay. Second scenario, in a city, um, a different, uh, it was a landscape reviewer. Doesn't work in Longmont, no conflict, anything like that. He was in the running for worse. I would agree. In the running for worse. So then your first lot, what I'm saying is the people that gravitate towards that, man, you might be the worse. Because again, you're probably maybe, maybe you're not a D grade, but you're C C grade. You're C grade. You're just average. Meaning like, oh, I don't have enough work to do. Might as well pick up this. And I'm not efficient in my own business. That's why I don't have enough work. Well, so I don't even know what that means. That's did, why I'm picking up this extra review work. Did you did you see did you see what Longmont is going to do? Is that they're going to hold a like a educational seminar about planning and zoning and how to navigate through it? I tagged you in this, and I and I'm the fact that we aren't like. You haven't even said one word to me. I missed it probably. Okay, I'll look I'm, up the moon article. Life. I thought I explained. Like I'm heavy into moon. Life. Heavy into moon life. Heavy, heavy and heavy into shooting down bureaucrats wanting to at meetings. Yeah, uh, so all that good stuff. No, no, no. I think we so should go. We, we need to go. Duh. Yeah. So just <laughs> can you put it on the calendar? Invite me. Whatever. Yes, I'll just make an event out of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that wrench of mine just hit you in the face. So what's your take? So what if you had to give anybody any any advice for? So what you've done is you've basically because the uh, Front Range Community College is a public school, right? So that's there's some government funding that yes. goes into involved, and, and there's some private. problems with that. But yes, Un- understood. Okay, but you are as a you are a private sector businessman. Yeah, you have a private sector approach to everything. Yes. What is your advice for people? Like, why? What is the big? What is the? Should people should people follow your lead? Should people like? Is there an advantage to what you're doing? Like, what's what's the outcome for you besides just you're helping the public good? It's probably a fractional advantage. Um, 
in two different ways. One, if we help the system, we might actually hire someone that, hey, they were a little bit better, fractionally better. You know, that's all great. The second is that it might lead to connections of with other business leaders, right? So, th- so that's great. Um, what it did open my mind, my eyes to is that, you know, when you're in college and you're talking to your teacher, or your advisor, and we've done this, Mark Barnhouse, Cindy Ernest, you know, all the time. And they say, Hey, yeah, do this or don't do that. Or don't get your PhD. And you know, sometimes you listen and sometimes I think you brush them off. But what was great was the advice that we were giving them and not all of it was applicable, right? They have to do their own thing is that, um, I can now tell that, oh, they're going, the, the, the people that are teaching are going to tell the kids like, going to tell the kids when they ask a question, oh, you need to learn this program. You need to go in here and you need to do this. And the students should actually listen to them because they're just parroting what we're saying because they're right there. So it was actually encouraging in, oh man, it's, it's only once a year that they have this meeting. And I don't know what other universities do or anything like that. But I think it's a good connection between the school and the university. They should probably have it two or three times, honestly. Um, this kind of, these kind of meetings, but, uh, it was good. That's awesome. Good. Would you, but would you recommend other people do it? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. I think you have to see, I, for me, what it does is it gives you, it just gives you a better perspective. So the most similar thing I'm doing to that is that, that leadership Academy that I did with our, with our school district. So it's a, it's a way to like set yourself up for, if you want to run for, for a school board later on, it teaches you all about the school district and you, and like our next meeting is going to be all about financing. And some of the things I come, I came home with with the first one and told my wife, like it was all about school safety. So she was 100% reassured. I was reassured and it gives you, but you, you get the perspective of what people, what 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 they what their vision is for something, and then yes, you can interject. Um, so I think it's a good partnership because there's always going to be the public sector. We're not going to privatize everything. I don't care how much you want to do it. Right? It's not right. going to happen. Right. So there's advantages to it. Um, there you go. There you have it. Beyond that, my neck hurts. My neck hurts because I could not sleep last night whatsoever. Tossing and turning and tossing and turning because I hate making mistakes and I hate making mistakes that we we should avoid because I feel like. We try to do the Rockefeller approach, yeah. which which was iterated to us in a, in, a, in a business meeting earlier this week, and that is identifying the obstacles ahead of time. So therefore, you can knock the obstacles down, and you don't have any impediments to what you're trying to do with whatever your goal is. And in this case, our goal is obviously to get frickin' building with this development, which we are still not. And so the one we didn't identify and we talked about last time was getting the appraisal done right away. I think... When you go into when you go into these meetings with a banker or anybody else, is they're going to have their recommendations, and our recommendation to you is, when when they give you a recommendation, is uh, understand the ramifications of it. So what we failed to remember was that there's the a appraisal three, holds up. It holds up the whole thing, and what we should have done. Their recommendation to us was, ah, you don't want to order that. You don't want to spend the money on that. It's like you're going to be like five grand. You don't want to do that until the loan you have final approval. And I'm going, nope. We and and now in hindsight, it's like, nope. We should have just we should have just said we should, the appraisal should have been ordered the moment you went into con- submitted construction documents. Absolutely, I think that's when you do it. One hundred percent. Perfect point. It's a perfect point because send that off, get that off your plate, and say appraisal time. Appraisal time because one, 
you know that based on the planning department, like the square footages aren't going to change. Uh, if you're a good architect, there's probably not a lot that's going to change besides just answering some stupid ticky-tacky questions to the building department. And in a good, in a best case scenario, some building departments will issue. You can get through. You could get. You could get a building permit in thirty days. I, I believe it. I've seen it happen. It, like in Jeffco, it happens all the time. So, if you ordered it right away at the end of your thirty days when you're ready for a building permit, boom, the appraisal would be done. Like your financing could happen at the same time, and then you wouldn't be Lance tossing and turning last night, getting four hours of sleep. Yeah, just, I was. Just, it was just awful, dude. Kicking myself to death. Because I was like, God, why didn't we do that? Because my biggest fear now is we keep pushing the subs off and they have to take different jobs and then we lose our subs and it's just the worst. I'm telling you, man, the anxiety I have right now is just brutal. I hate it. I hate it. I can't even get over it. I can't even not stop thinking about it. I know. Um, I I need somehow to stop. I need... Then what was funny was, so I haven't meditated for a while, but then I woke up this morning and the first thing that pops up in my notifications, Headspace. Uh... Clear. There's a new app for helping you sleep better, or like a new oh. new program. Like, okay, that was this, that was this. You're listening first AI. You're listening AI. Yep. Uh, but also Universe, which is maybe the AI too, right? Because yep. there's art of, there's intelligence in like this whole thing. Yep. And it's saying, speaking of coincidences, I jumped a random person uh, in a parking lot on Saturday. Josh's car. No, no. At, let's be clear. He jumped, meaning the car was dead. He didn't jump them for their wallet. (laughs) People who know me wouldn't know which one did that guy do. Good grief. Which which one? That could have came off bad. Imagine if you're running for school board later and they find this episode and they take that that snippet out of context. So uh, Josh's battery died here. I almost pulled up, but, but Jason jumped him. This morning I was getting gas, jumped another guy. Coincidence or aliens? That what? That you had to They're, jump? <laughs> that you had to jump all of them? Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Aliens. Like, I'm going to say aliens. Aliens. When yeah. was the last time you... D- jump multiple people. You do it once every two years. You help my wife. Them? It's usually my wife. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not not three times in three days. Right. Crazy. I That's, guess it was five days. That is craziness. So. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, going back to what you were saying, like, we needed the appraisal before. Which then lead led to okay, we had a meeting with our banker. Like we need to get this now. So Lance, we're driving back from Denver. You have to go get your kids. I I go to the banker. You come and join us. And I go. We were in Denver because we were meeting with other developers and and getting ideas, and they were giving us questions. And I just sat in the meeting room twenty minutes early, and I had to write down basically all the 15 questions. Questions. Fifteen like. In order, consecutive questions, and I was on an agenda because most of our conversations are. He nice. was an agenda is a nice way of putting it. Alex was on a information warpath, one hundred percent. He wanted to know he, and then to, I get into the meeting, so I pick up my kids early. I, I like pulled them out of school early because I like I can't miss this meeting. Uh, and then I get there, and Alex has this whole list up, and he goes, "Lance doesn't get to say a word until I'm done." And then, kind of like with Michael too, or with our, with our banker too, he goes, "Well, I, I said to Michael, I go, I can't move on to the next question until we answer the question." Yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna give them some of the questions so you people should. know. You should. People know. So the first one is, "Can we order the appraisal today?" And he then said, he goes, "Yes." yes. I type in yes. Yeah. Two. Uh, so it takes three to four weeks. What can we do? Uh, extra fees. Email reminders uh, to to make it work faster. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I will let them know when they're bidding on it, 
that speed is a priority, right? Question, so perfect. Question three, foundations start at this date. We need to know if we can have loan approval and funds ready to pull a permit. Now, like I'm typing this down because I need to be more clear with my words because we were unclear a couple weeks ago. Is that doable? Yes. Okay. Next question. So here's real numbers for you people. The last discussions with them, and this is where I was on a war path, was what can we do to move the loan amount from the bank from 1.9 million to 2.25 million? And then we talked about different strategies. And here is a strategy that I hope they'll be okay with. And uh, it is essentially we have nine units. And what he wants to do is sell six or seven of them where they take 75% of the profit and we get 25 for operational costs. Our firm is different. That's normal for some developers because that's, that's their whole livelihood. Lance is going to be out there building and I'm going to be in here running the firm. We have a stream of income. Can you move that? Because that's what's dictating this 1.9 million. That's one factor. Can you move that so that you take 100% of the first five units? Yep. I don't care. First six units. Don't care what's Exactly. We're not depending on. So go ahead. Get paid back as soon as possible. And, and, and you already got one unit sold. You already got one unit sold. We're yep. taking it. Yep. The, the, the second two things that could help us is that, okay, the evaluation, the appraisal needs to come in high enough so that 2.25 million or roughly above is, is 75%. 75%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I think why it was down to one point because our construction costs are lower than appraisal. So they take the lower of the two. So then the, the, the third option is, okay, we inflate our construction costs by basically paying the contractor a little bit more, which is us. Um, and then it makes a slighter margin on the actual profit. But they, and this is where I, I needed to go. To, and I told him like, I need to talk to another banker because this 1.9 is not going to work. We need 2.25 and I need to protect ourselves. Not that we want to go to another banker, but I need to. Um, so essentially, okay, if we up the construction costs, that lowers our margins, but we're getting a big of that. We're getting the architecture back. We're getting the construction cost back. We're getting the developer fee. So when I went and talked to this other banker, I said, it took me this long to get a very clear picture of what's going on, Mm -hmm. but the picture can look beautiful to us. It can look like a dream and it can look okay to some people and it can look like a disaster. And I kind of explained all these different scenarios and this other banker, kind of bought on to the logic of, of why it's a semi-beautiful picture, right? So we talked about doing that, and, and I said, that's, that's a deal killer for us. 1.9 is not possible. It's impossible. It is impossible. And it, what was crazy was, during the meeting, I felt like an idiot asking over and over yeah, again same qu- yeah. the same question. But then I finally, it was it literally like finally 10 p.m., and I go, and I, I text Alex, and he texts me back in the morning, and it was, I go, why would you even put a number in to make, why would you even put that number down and run it up the chain if you know it's not even possible, physically possible for us to build with that money? It just, it was, it was like, it was such a, it was such a non, like, wow, are you just going through the motions to, to you know, entertain us and stuff like that? It was so out of logic. Yep. I couldn't get around it. Yep. Um, and, and, and what I, basically thought and this is what you think now is that you thought oh we just come up with the difference 
we don't have we don't have that difference. Um, our other developers said to ask the following questions. So the following questions is what is the interest and is it over prime? So the interest rate will be about five point five. It's not over prime. That's what it will. It's be. actually a really great interest rate because yeah. right now it would be what they usually said. Right now, everybody else is talking to is it is around five plus two points. So it's at seven percent. Yeah. So this is actually. We ended up being a good deal. Yep. So then I asked, okay, now that I know that, what are the financing costs? Like I'm getting very specific. So there's a fee. So the fee is for us, let's just say 60000 Financing costs are hard because it depends on, you only get charged the interest of what you get taken out. So we did a quick like, okay, normally we take the average to estimate it at a midpoint times this. Turned out to be like one hundred twenty grand, And I need to put that into our spreadsheet because that's going to be the loan, right? So if it was 1.9 million minus 180 grand, we're talking 1.65. Am I doing 1.7? Whatever, mm-hmm. not doable. Not doable. Um, what is the now? You might come back and listen to this if you're doing a project, but these are good things to to know. What is the construction time allowed on the loan? 12 months. What is the total commitment time to sell? Six months. Should we be courting a guarantor, and what would be looking at? In terms of cash reserves, does it have to be pledged? Does it need to go into an escrow account? So it doesn't need to be pledged for this person. It doesn't need to go in an escrow account. They're literally going to just make sure that that person is a reputable person that has a good amount of liquid income. And that liquid income, which is in cash, in you know, easy to get, isn't all of their income. So it can't be like, I'm house poor everything poor but i just happen to have tell people the opposite of that the opposite scenario for a guarantor why this this version of a guarantor is the best you could ask for yep um i have a house it's almost basically paid off i have my retirement all funded ready to go steady stable with either income coming in from retirement or, or just have it plus i happen to have a bunch of money in the bank that's, yeah, that's the best case scenario. And they yeah. don't ask that person to take their liquid and put it into a locked account like an escrow account they might or not whatever. Even need to. But the opposite yeah. of that is they would ask for that person to take however many tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars and put it into a separate bank account. You probably get their bank that they yeah. can just sit and watch. So there's there's a big difference of guarantors and, yeah. and how individual banks look at it. So you should just be aware of, of those differences. And obviously, you want the one... Who, who, who they're not going to have to take their funds because then I think you could, it's much more convincible. You know, maybe you can go back to your dad, not yours particularly out, but I mean just, or, or your family member, right. And, and ask them to just help you out. And I know you're not supposed to mix business and family, but I'm just giving like a, the, the least, uh, resistant. Least, there you go. Example. Mm-hmm. And here's an insider tip for you. So I had to go to another banker and lay out the whole scenario at the expense of looking kind of dumb and a novice and it's funny we were talking about did i tell you we were talking about spacex before like me and him? yeah because yeah so the thing about it, it's very crazy to start uh, a rocket company it's very crazy to start a car company like who makes car companies no one right and i go what's interesting about it because that's what he was saying is that each one of his businesses have a fundamental truth to it so elon identified that the density in the batteries is enough to do the mileage that would be actually something that someone would want to purchase, right? So that's the core competency. That's all you have in the beginning. And then you build a process off of that. Second one, can rockets land themselves? Yes. Okay. We know we can. It's just, we're going to blow up some rockets in, in, in doing it, right? So I said, hey, to this banker, I, can, can I design and build a building? Yes. 
I can do that. Lance can do that. Now, all this finances and all this, this is where I'm going to look at like a novice. So one of the things that I brought up was we have this gap of this money that we need. Mm -hmm. And I brought up hard money to get it. Hard money lender. And he goes, don't say that. He's like, I'm... I'm telling you, don't say that. You look like a novice. It's just like me or you looking at some students drawing, and he has a cantilever that's like 4X, and he has no structure. You're like, we we can just see through that you're a novice, and you do not know how this works, right? He's like, if you say that, it's red flags. So people, if you need money, let's say, so you have to put in equity. Right now, let's say for us, it's working out at 20%. And you only have 17 15%, and you need that gap. You need to go make a deal with one of your buddies or someone that you know, and that money needs to be in your bank account. And this is literally, I'm getting told, I'm not even telling you which bank told me this or anything. They said, and you need to prove to that bank that, hey, you have that money in that account. He goes, we're not the FBI. We don't ask where that money came from. We're not going to investigate where that money came from. But here's the fundamental difference. This is a commercial loan versus a residential loan. And this is what I'm telling you. And this is what I'm telling my wife. And this is what my wife is like. My wife mostly works on the residential side. She does a few commercial deals, but these nuances, she goes, oh, that wouldn't fly in a residential deal. And it wouldn't because... She's correct. Yep. Because I've bought a house, you bought a house. And like when I had to, I had to, I had to borrow, I had to borrow some money from my grandpa to buy my first house. And and then um, they want, like, they are kind of the FBI. They want to know where that money came from and they watch it like in like a hawk it's way different it's so funny that because that's what the banker said too in the residential side yes we would not in the commercial side yep so just know that little nobody nobody's going to tell you this unless you're a listening to this podcast or or b you go through the process yep right yep Um, even the even wonderful jonathan seagal he's not he did he never told us that in his course no yeah no so that's great that's 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 the list of questions that I asked and came I th- up with. Well, I think those. I think those are awesome. Yeah. So now you know. Hopefully, we just, <clears throat> God willing, we hear we hear back and there's we have a, a choice. We get to at least execute the the appraisal today. So what we're doing right now is we're moving that along. We're getting everything to hand the appraiser to do his job for from him. the minute we hire them and just instant oh, email. Here. here you go. Here's all. Here's all the real estate plans. Uh, real estate sale plans with the square footages, the projected sales prices, yep. the colored renderings, um, the location, every single thing, any kind of thing he would want to know in regards to that. Um, even, even, even I'm going to ask for with our planner, which I think we have it like the the recording. Like, what is the recording number for the county? Just like, there you go, yep. get it done. Because I was asking my wife last night, like, once we hire them, like, how long could this really take physically? You know what I mean? Like it can't be more than a day's or two worth of work. Yep. And she goes, yeah, it can't be. It's just that they're backed up. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. So here's the next. So then Lance is getting ready all of the files that the other banker that I literally exposed my cards. It looked like a novice because I had to be this my first time. There's no other way to get, get these answers. So we're going to shoot back to them exactly the advice that, that they gave us and he'll know, he'll know some of the, the, the secrets that, that I'm hiding, but the personal conversations, he'll actually know some of the strengths of the deal because I literally like open the curtains and say, do you see how we're getting all this money? You know, and do you see how that actually protects you, the banker and whoever does the hard money that how low this would have to go? Like it would screw Lance and I. 
meaning we made zero money. But I go, even in that worst case scenario, okay, we wasted all of our time, our firm time. The project A still gets built. We still go in this new office that we designed. We still have all these houses right around here that we designed. We didn't, we didn't make a dime. We didn't make a lick and we killed ourselves. But everyone got their money. Everybody gets paid in the end, yeah. So it you still know. works out. We'll so, see. But yep, yeah, but that's 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 on my list to do today. So uh, this is just a question, and I don't even know if I want to go down that because now again, this is what I'm afraid of, Lance. The appraisal doesn't come back where we need it. So that's why we talked and like we got to do their job for them, show them the coolest finishes. Did the girls give us uh, a PDF? Can we get on the girls, the interior designers, to give us what those finishes are? Not yet, but I will today. I'll put, You'll email I'll, them. I'll do that on my list too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have one banker where, hey, he needs to get to 2.25. We have another banker where I think he is convinced of that number. It's just whether he buys it knowing that I unveiled all the cars to him. Do we throw everything new and fresh at a new bank and say, hey, we're getting the appraisal? That's the question I forgot. I said, I forgot that I asked our bank this. Can you forward the appraisal to other banks? And he said, yes, that's key. Yeah, I think we do. Okay. I even I even went one step further than that and said, should I be getting a second quote on, on foundations? Just in case. Just in case. Oh. Should I, should I just, you know what I mean? I, I mean, the numbers, I don't know if we get as good as numbers as we got from the first one, but really nervous about it maybe it would be nice if we just had one hundred eighty thousand dollars laying around and then we hey. get and then we could go get the pull the build, build building permit and yeah. then they get that moving and then everything is and then i it's like okay well we just bought another basically another 30 days yeah. to get this deal done so uh nick and uh um mark you know entree architect and nick reads if they our address is <laughs> in longmont <laughs> We'll split it. Send a check to us. We'll take care of you later. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Speaking of Nick, there's no Nick Reeves today. He's busy. He's writing us a check. There you go. He's writing us a check. Yeah. Um, so with that, I think we're I think we're heading to the last segment, Al. Right? Code questions. Here we go. We'll bring in the guys. Question one. What phase precedes construction administration a post-design evaluation b bidding or negotiation c construction documentation d post-construction services which phase phase precedes construction administration so ca a post-design evaluation b bidding or negotiation c Construction documentation, D, post-construction services. Do, 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 do. Does Lance even know? Lance doesn't know nothing. You don't know nothing. What phase precedes construction administration. You don't know nothing. All right, are you ready? Hands up if you're ready. Someone's... Oh, I know which one. What do we got? B, C, C. It is B. Yep. So after construction admin, you do bidding or negotiation. Uh, construction documents is before. 
Did I mess that up? What? Precedes. Precedes is before, right? Yeah, you're right. So it's C. Uh, bidding and negotiation starts before construction administration because they haven't e- you haven't even. Yeah, so it's C. It's B too. You, I think you do both, but um, no, no, no. I would say that construction documentation precedes bidding and negotiation, precedes construction administration. Give, like, give me the marker. So if you, so if you're asking like what is the most preceding if we're going to bring this if we're going to we're going to dissect this the most preceding is construction documentation I'll give you guys that. Yes. However, you so what it comes down to is Alex's crappy question because you should have said what phase directly precedes No, no guys, listen to this. So, you do your CDs, then you do your bidding, mm-hmm. then you do your construction right. uh administration. Yes. Construction administration, so precedes is before. Yes. Right? So right before you do your administration of construction, you do bidding and negotiation. What precedes that? Not, not because you could have said schematic designs. So B is correct. Yep. All right. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah. We got Gresh one. Right. Right. Assuming typical project delivery. Wh- number two. Which item listed below does not belong in the pre-design phase? Okay, it does not belong there. A, determine applicable bill, uh, permit approval process. B, determine if the owner is financially sound. C, Verify your ability to complete the project. D. Prepare functional space plans. Which item? Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Which item listed below does not belong in the pre-design phase? A. Determine applicable permit approval process. B. Determine if the owner is financially sound. C. Verify your ability to complete the project. D. Prepare functional space plans. I like this one. Right. Okay. Yep. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Hold on. He's writing it. D. D. A. B. It is D. So, Great job. That's what I had to. So, uh, at, first, a, at first I was going to say determine if the owner is financially sound, but I'm like, that actually is pretty smart because uh, we've ran into that before. <laughs> yes. So, uh, pre-design. You, you don't even have you might have an hourly contract right but you don't have a formal contract so determine uh applicable permit approval process that's going to really matter if you have a big one or a small one right b determine if the owner is financially sound if they're a cuckoo you don't even need to do the project anymore right um c verify your ability to complete the project if you can't do a, a skyscraper why are you even going to the next phase d prepare functional space plans that's in schematic design right this is all pre before you do anything. Okay. My turn. Okay. Lance's turn. So what do we got? Two zero zero? Two zero zero. Two zero zero. Number three. What is an airtight layer used to prevent moisture from a warm interior from passing it into and condensing within a cold wall or ceiling known as? A vapor retarder. B vapor barrier. C air stop layer. D stoppy boy. 
One more time. Number three, what is an airtight layer used to prevent moisture from a warm interior from passing it into and condensing within a cold wall or ceiling area known as A, vapor retarder, B, vapor barrier, C, air stop layer, D, stoppy boy. All right, what do we got, boys? This is a layup. Going from left to right, waiting on Mr. Alex Gresh. We got A, B, B. B. And B. The correct answer is B. We're here to come back. Vapor retarder. Come back. So while vapor retarder is right, it's just not the typical, I would say, the go-to you know, way to... One is more right. Definition. Freaking A-R-E. Okay, number four. What is a lengthwise grain separation due to natural causes known as A, long separation... B, shake. C, spitation. Splitation, sorry. Splitation. Uh, or D, grain divorce. And I got to reset. There we go. What is the lengthwise grain separation due to natural causes known as A, long separation, B, shake, C, splitation, D, grain divorce? Can I ask a qualifying question? Qualifying. You know, Wait, you know. Is this for uh, <laughs> Earth? Is this for like? Okay, soil? okay, okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a lengthwise grain separation. Wood, wood. Okay. What do we got, Gresh? You still? Oh, you want me to read it again? See, you can't do that. All right, well, it's for well, wood. Fair enough. What else has grains? I guess I guess metal, sand? steel, sand, steel has it. sand. Yeah, but sand is always separated, unless it's sandstone. All right, so this is this is in regards to wood. I'll give you the freaking hint. <laughs> Number four. What is a lengthwise grain separation due to natural causes known as a long separation, b shake, c splitation, d grain divorce? Uh, we have C, B, and D. The correct answer is B, shake. Wow, we have a tie. We have a tie. We have a tie. We have a tie. Okay, here's the tiebreaker. What is a short rafter between hip rafter and eave or between valley and ridge known as A, rafter, B, jack rafter, C, header, D, junior rafter. What is a short rafter between hip rafter and eave or between valley and ridge known as? A, rafter. B, jack rafter. C, header. D, junior rafter. For all the marbles, boys. Every marble in the world. You must have different answers, you two. Okay. So whoever chooses first. Yep. One more time. There's a request for one more read. Okay. You already locked in, Mark? What is a short rafter between hip rafter and eave or between valley and ridge known as? A, rafter. B, jack rafter. C, header. D, junior rafter. See, I want to say if Mark and Gresh get the same answer and they're both right, speed wins. Mark's already locked in. That's an executive decision. I'll second that motion. All right. Okay, do it. B, 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 and there's another one. Okay, the answer is B, but because due to speed, Mark wins. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, Jack Rafter. So I, 
I, what is a short <laughs> rafter between hip rafter <laughs> and Eve or between valley and ridge? Jack. Valley and ridge. Yeah. I don't see. I, personally, I think it's... So while the correct answer, according to where we're pulling some of these answers from, is Jack rafter, I have to disagree and say that it's rafter. That's what kills me because I treat it as a, a jack rafter as that which is between a ridge and a regular rafter. You know what I mean? Like there's a jack, and I always treat like jacks are like like in a, like a forty five degree brace. You know, so I, I if I'm looking at oh. a plan view, and I'm like that's a jack. The forty fives. Yeah. yeah. They, two. Yeah. yeah. But um, let's just and I bet people, regionally the, the answer varies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. All bonuses from now on. Speed? Our speed. I like it. All right. That's that's it. Thanks, Congratulations. So, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to hear more of us, you can do so by, one, reading uh, our book. I wrote most of it. Lance actually helped out a little bit, so that was nice of him. Um, it's called The Creativity Code. It's based off of us teaching, um, so there's a little collaboration there. It's great to get your mind back into the fundamentals. Um I think you'll absolutely love it if you're into architecture or design. Uh, If you are learning Revit, which we highly recommend and are recommending to every community college that is in Colorado, uh, you can get our teaching. It's RevitRocketShip.com. There are a bunch of segments with a bunch of videos in there, and it's hands-on. So after the video, you will be completing an exercise. And the final exercise is a culmination into basically a little cabin. And it teaches you how we believe to model Revit right. And that is to model it like you're constructing it. So there's some nuances in there. Got a lot of positive feedback. There's also our template that we use at our firm to design our residential projects. And that has been honed over almost close to a decade now. Almost close to a decade. (laughs) Yeah. So every year we take uh, feedback from our guys and we improve it so that you can have automatic structural foundation view so that you can have real estate floor plans on demand so that you can have the schedules that you want and all that so go to revitrocketship.com get that and that's all i got lance awesome uh i want i'm gonna i'm i'm starting a new challenge today for everybody who's a listener okay this is episode this will be episode technically 77 it'll be numbered 76 so there are 77 episodes to pick from please uh find somebody that you know uh, that is tired of their office job, uh, sick of sick of where they're at right now. They've been thinking about making the leap, thinking about starting their own business. It doesn't have to be architecture; it could be anything. Recommend your favorite episode to them, or or if you really want to take the challenge and win the challenge, which is just you beat yourself. Okay, is you recommend episode zero and have them start from the beginning, and they can listen to our inspirational story from from the get go and understand that they could start their own business and grow it over over the course of a decade, starting from nothing. You could be a guy moving to Colorado and doesn't have any furniture, and you could have a business at the end of the day where you have some furniture. Yeah, and just think of all the mistakes you won't make because <laughs> exactly think about all the see you'll be a veteran after you listen to all seventy seven episodes. So please do that. Share with a friend. Share with somebody who's in need. Help. Help, help us inspire them through your share. We'll see you next time.